Good afternoon and welcome to the second episode of Startup CEO Radio. Startup CEO Radio brings the startup community to the Cal Lutheran campus. One hour a week we will be interviewing experienced entrepreneurs with questions to help students creating their first business, as well as discussing important topics to the Conejo Valley startup ecosystem. This is Evan Brandt. I'm your co-host today. I'm a senior here at CLU, president of Startup CLU, and founder of Family. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Metter, also a senior at CLU, and the founder of my LLC, co-founder and community manager at Hub 101, Greg Montrosa. Greg, thanks for being on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on. Thanks, Evan and Sarah. You guys are awesome. Yeah, no problem. We enjoy having you here. Um, So, Greg, first off, can we kind of just get like a brief overview of what Hub 101 is for those who don't know? Because I know um, for a while I had no idea what it was, so... So Hub 101 is Cal Lutheran University Center for Entrepreneurship. So it's a space where students and people that live in our community can bring ideas to life and grow their businesses mm-hmm. around mentors and amazing people. It's been a really cool project. Yeah, totally. I, I still remember kind of the first day I got brought over there by Nathaniel, actually. And I was just like amazed by, you know, the type of people they had there and like how willing everyone is just to help each other out, really. That's kind of like the mentality over there. No, it's really important to have like a community around you when you're trying to bring an idea to life or grow a business mm-hmm. and so hub 101's really taken off we're getting ready to celebrate our two-year anniversary this wow, march already. really exciting yeah wow super cool yeah cool so greg um if i understand correctly you founded your own startup kind of traveled around the world there and then you somehow founded hub 101 so right. could you kind of walk us through like how you ended up here, here in yeah Thousand Oaks? so um in my 20s i was like i knew that i had to do my own thing so i pretty much sacrificed my 20s to help bring this idea i had to life and the business was my lc.com now it does anywhere between seven to ten million dollars a year they pay oh me to gosh. stay away <laughs> yeah wow no it's really cool but uh yeah i sacrificed my 20s for it so that i can be comfortable now and so that led me to try travel to Europe to go work with startups there, but Mm -hmm. my heart and I live here in the Conejo Valley. So when the university reached out and we're like, help us bring the entrepreneurship center to life, um, caught a plane ticket back home and here we are. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you were talking about my LLC and how that like was your first startup. So did you always feel like you were wanting to be an entrepreneur? Like you always had that quality about you? So entrepreneurship has been a part of growing up since day one. So like mm-hmm. one of my first hustles that I remember was selling tamales with my grandma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom went on to open up a few beauty salons. So I was the guy at nine years old working the register and sweeping hair just helping mm-hmm. out wherever I could. So entrepreneurship has always been a part of my life. And so it was almost inevitable. That's awesome. So what would you say was, or what would you say your biggest obstacles were in the beginning of the startup? <sighs> my own insecurities. So feeling that I wasn't adequate enough or knowledgeable enough or skilled enough to operate, run my own business and grow it. Mm-hmm. But um, what I soon identified was that the attitude is to hire people smarter than you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's really been a helpful approach. So the mm-hmm. attitude at Hub 101 is let's surround ourselves with people that are a lot smarter than us. True. And, and it's been so beneficial to 
to live in that lane where it's like, I want to be the dumbest guy in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I know, like, I definitely went through that in my own startup, right? And there's just so many things that you have to know that there's just no way you can know, right? Like, you have to be, you have to specialize in being general, right? Which is kind of difficult because, like, you want to know, you know, if you're doing things right, you want to know how to do things. There's just so many different aspects of a business to understand it's really difficult. Um, I think a lot of students, kind of like those students I've talked to at CLU, you know, they, they have a lot of these passions um, and they want to pursue them, but then they get really caught up in like this, the messiness of starting a company, like kind of like what we're talking about where they're really kind of concerned, like, well, can I do this? Can I actually create a business around it? And I'm always really a big advocate of, you know, doing a project first and then like letting your customers decide if this should be a business or not, or should it just be a project? Um, can you like maybe touch on like, what would you tell students that have passions, but kind of have that same insecurity that you had, you know, in your first startup? Schedule time to come speak with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I pretty much live at Hub 101. Yeah. I have an open calendar. And so I'm down to meet with anybody. Yeah. And so my problem is that I see potential in everything. Mm. So my boss, Mike Panessis, shout out to Mike, <laughs> won't let me be a judge at any competition <laughs> because I dig everything. So yeah. they like jokingly call me the shovel. I just <laughs> I dig everything. I see potential in everything. Yeah. So I say I identify a mentor, mm. somebody that can help you and, and help guide you mm. and not necessarily tell you what to do, but yeah. just bring value to you and help connect you to other resources and mentors. Yeah, for sure. What about what were some of the things that you did at first to like kind of gain that confidence, you know, to even start? Like I know like definitely like a mentor can for sure help. What about like things they can do for themselves that you know, really kind of get out of their comfort zone. So I did a really cool exercise with someone where they had me envision who I was at 60 and what my mannerisms were, what I ate, how people viewed me. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, what's wrong with being that person today? Wow. And and that really left an impression on me to where I was like, you know what, I'm going to go on this best version of me kick where Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it my all with everything I do. And if I fail, fine. And if I don't, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Even better, right? Right, right. So I've been in scenarios where I've lived out of my car, I've lived in my office, and I've had Mm -hmm. to sacrifice uh, a lot for the sake of my business. But it's provided me like a lifestyle that... I don't necessarily get to do what I want, but mm. it, it's allowed me the freedom yeah. to do the things that I enjoy doing. Yeah, and I'm sure it brought a lot of learning experience along the way. And the network yeah, that, sure. that comes along with like growing a business and just being around amazing people. Like mm. you don't forget. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what about like these students that maybe don't even know like what their interests or passions are? I mean, a lot of students that I talk to, like, um, like they're just trying to figure that out. You know, like they don't know, a lot of them don't even know what like, major they want to do, which is not a big deal. But like some of them don't even know like where to start. Like how do they find their interest? I mean, do you have any advice for like maybe trying to find what they're passionate about? Surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm. So um, we've all heard that we're a reflection of the five people that we kick it with. So if I'm trying to identify passion or purpose, um, take inventory as to who I'm kicking it with. Mm -hmm. And if no one's really doing things that they're passionate about or crushing it in life, then maybe it's time for me to rethink my circle and not necessarily drop them, but like (laughs) go (laughs) be a hummingbird. Spend all your time with them, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. And that's crucial. You know, so like my attitude is like, I want to be the dumbest guy in the room. So (laughs) I enjoy when like the data science people come to Hub 101 or when all the developers show up. It, It brings me joy to be around people that are a lot smarter than me Mm -hmm. and um, what's neat is that we don't 
we all face the problem of like, what is my passion? What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah. But collectively, we're able to bring ideas together and, and bring them to life. Like I remember when Evan was running around pitching an idea for an umbrella. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yep, I remember those days. And for an umbrella? Yeah. Like, was it special or? <laughs> yeah, it was special. It wasn't your average umbrella. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, the idea was it actually kind of, it actually started um, during one winter. I live up in Sacramento where, you know, we have pretty heavy winters. Yeah. Um, and I was, I went back to visit my boys and my boys in a championship game for a JC up there. And, you know, I hadn't seen any of them in a while. Like, we we're all super stoked just to sit together, watch the game. Um, and then, but it's, it's pouring rain. So, like, we each brought our own umbrella. And, like, pretty soon we're like, you know, we're smacking each other in the head with an umbrella. Like, the rain's flying off the umbrella onto each other. And, like, we're sitting, like, four feet apart, like, not talking. And I was like, what is up with this? Like, this is whack. And, like, I was just starting to kind of get, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit going. And, like, I was like, let's do this thing. So I started pitching that. And that's when Greg kind of took a little bit of interest. Like, let me shape him a little bit. So, right. Yeah. So it's awesome. Like, you're not, like, you have an idea. And sometimes that idea can pivot or change or evolve into something else. So being comfortable with, letting that happen is a very important part of the process right Mm -hmm. like don't get married to the idea Mm -hmm. because I know several companies that have launched and now they're not what they used to be mm-hmm. their, yeah. their products have changed or they, they realign their focus and, and that's fair so allowing yourself as a founder to do that and as a student there's so many opportunities out there um, we have a new venture competition here at COU where students earn cash to and it doesn't have to go to the business they can just go to their pocket mm-hmm. but there's a lot of opportunity for people like to work collaboratively bring ideas to life we organize startup weekends throughout the region that are really effective to help get people into that mind frame of working with people and working on ideas and solving problems yeah so greg what do you think is the best method of learning entrepreneurship or or like how to start your own business like what what is the best way to go about that so for me it's like 99 percent showing up and then it's doing the work and getting it done. So, um, and by showing up, I mean, go surround yourself where your customers are, go be where mentors are. Um, what breaks my heart is when I walk into a Starbucks or a coffee place and I see that person who's turned that into their home office and they look totally. really frustrated. And I'm like, wow, like you need a community around you or you need to be where your customers are mm. to grow your business. Mm-hmm. Like the classic Airbnb story when they pitched to Paul Graham, like, where's your customers? And they said, New York. And like, well, what are you doing in office in Mountain View? Like, go, go to New York. Like, what are you doing right, here? Right, yeah. right, So we lose sight of that sometimes. Yeah. Where we feel that we're keyboard ninjas, so I'm going to just fire up my laptop and put in work. But a lot of it is just going out there and meeting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Um, I think there's also, like, this huge movement right now of trying to bring entrepreneurship to academia, which I think is super interesting. I mean, like it was really kind of thought of before. And, you know, a lot of people still think of that entrepreneurship is only something you can learn by doing. Um, so I don't know, what do you what do you think about that? Like, what things do you think universities should be teaching, you know, to teach entrepreneurship? So I'm a fan of regardless of your major taking entrepreneurship classes, because what that does is it sparks like that critical creative thinking in your heart where I'm not going to approach my boss and say here's a problem I'm going to approach him and say here's a solution to a problem we're facing and like that's the entrepreneurial spirit that a lot of employers are eating up right now to the point where they pay us to like we have fortune 100 companies that pay us send employees to hub 101 and we teach their employees how to think entrepreneurial and so I'm like what an upper hand our students have here having entrepreneurship as a minor where they can come into companies one-upping the rest of the staff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So say you were going to start another startup. Like, how would you decide what idea to pursue if you were going to do that? Oh, what's the most bankable? Like, what's the <laughs> biggest problem out there, right? Mm -hmm. So, um right now there's a there's a wave of independent artists as far as in the music world that are coming up mm. so for me to provide a service first for a demographic like that mm. would be a home run mm -hmm. because there's so many of them out there or when you think about the person that's trying to become an actor or an actress right that's a big population that really are limited on the services they have access to mm -hmm. so it, it's time for a shakeup within both industries and independent artists out there like Chance the Rapper showing that you don't have yeah. to be attached to a big label like you can treat yourself like a startup mm -hmm. and crush it in the music game yeah I love that yeah one thing um, you know I tell with the members of Startup So You um, we're really trying to focus a lot more on like these creatives you know like these people that are in the art department for example like a lot of them don't don't even realize that you know one way or another they're gonna have to be an entrepreneur you know a lot of these artists start off as just pitching themselves right you know creating a brand around themselves and then eventually maybe going to a firm or whatever it looks like but a lot of them start off as entrepreneurs kind of how you're talking about and they don't even realize it right yeah which is tough and they're like well I'm great at the creative but I don't know how to get customers mm. so the hack there is find somebody that's good at talking to people mm -hmm. that can go out there and get you customers mm -hmm. so the power of your network is so crucial and that's one of the things I enjoy about CLU is how like students faculty and staff will come together and rally around each other and overwhelm each other with resources and support yeah. that I don't think I've seen on any other campus yeah very true um, yeah that's one thing that I love about you and about Hub 101 is you know whenever I go visit is it like you're pretty much always if you're not you know walking around talking to people you're in a meeting with like a startup you know a student who has a passion has a idea that you know wants to bounce things off you so i think you probably see um you know more startups than probably most people in the area you know right, what i mean because right. like you get it from every stage like you get it you know when it's just when it's just me with an umbrella idea mm -hmm. and i'm like hey greg what's up um to all the way to you know like like the celebration this morning com, you know what i mean or like yeah different companies that you know are you know getting acquired or mm -hmm. you know raising capital um so you see a lot of different startups. What like are you starting to see um, more patterns? Maybe like like are you seeing a certain vertical? Um, more startups are you know going for in this in this area. So the startups that are crushing it are focused on attaining customers as opposed to going out there and raising capital. Mm. And what's nice is when you see the proof in the startup. Mm -hmm. So at Hub 101 um, today we checked out a new office space just upstairs from ours for one of yeah. our startups where he showed up to our space. Michael showed up to our space and was like, I have this idea. Mm -hmm. uh, about two years ago, um, fast forward to now, they're crushing the game. They're hiring people. They're hiring CLU students, which, yeah. which brings me a lot of joy. And um, yeah, they moved into an office upstairs from Hub 101. So it's like seeing your child move away. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, they moved to the apartment <laughs> above the garage. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they didn't go too far, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Me and you were just joking about that. It's almost like graduating, right? Like right. You, you, you see them very early stage and then eventually, you know, they get their own spot. And yeah. I, think, I feel like it's really cool to watch. So the startups that are focused on getting customers and not going out there to raise capital are the ones mm -hmm. I typically see thriving. True. So maybe not a specific or vertical or anything. It's really just kind of the focus of right. a startup. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Um, one thing I really love talking about, you know, with people that are involved in startups and, you know, hear about them a lot is like 
all these new advancements. Like there's so many right now. I mean, with cryptocurrency, VR, I mean, you name it. There's just so many cool things coming up. Um, what technology are, are you excited about right now? Like what do you uh, have your eye on? Data science and AI. Mm. So I joke. So I have about 20 student workers, and I call them doers, that, that work at Hub 101. Yeah. And my goal is to replace you guys with artificial intelligence and data <laughs> science. <laughs> <laughs> Might be out of a job soon, huh? I know. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really neat, yeah. like like where things are going. Like machine learning is is really neat to see firsthand. Mm-hmm. We have one of our members at Hub 101 who's building this cool platform where um, I get to have a conversation with Steve Jobs, and oh. so right, and it uses <laughs> machine learning and artificial intelligence to yeah. pull that off. So it scours the internet for articles and books and everything. So he's quoting himself. Yeah. So that excites me yeah. to see where all this is going. Cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Well, there's a lot of noise around it mm-hmm. um i took a huge beating with bitcoin a few years ago and i should have just wrote it out and i did <laughs> it so i'm kind of bitter over yeah. it <laughs> a little salty right i didn't yeah. i didn't have that 50 cent moment yeah, where yeah. he you know surprisingly found like two million dollars that <laughs> he owned bank, in bitcoin like, oh, right. Snap. Yeah. right yeah that's hilarious um it's kind of like the the ai you're talking about it's almost like that age-old question like hey if you had an hour you know who would you pick in history to like spend that with like you know they're bringing that to life kind of which is neat to see and and like see it firsthand and be a part of it totally Yeah. yeah um do you have any concerns with ai i mean like i mean being excited about it, you know, a lot of people are still skeptics. I mean, oh, I'm hoping it'll replace me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do nothing, <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be cool. There's so many movies out there where like robots take over the world, though. So like, I don't know about oh, all that. So I'd, I'd love to be the guy. I don't that sells know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, I know like the hub is all, hub 101 is always having um, like tons of events there all the time. So what are some that the community should be on the lookout for coming up? So. Next Wednesday, we have Brad Halpern, who is the former mayor of Westlake Village Mm -hmm. and launched a successful startup that he ended up selling for a ton of money and is now involved with other startups. He's going to come share with us his story. And then next month, um, and I think the date is March 22nd, Hub 101 Mm -hmm. is celebrating its second year anniversary. So we're going to have a turned up party at Hub 101. So (laughs) come by, we'll feed you. And uh, there's always food at Hub 101. So the attitude is if you're hungry, go on our calendar, show up, and we'll feed you. That's so great. Well, Greg, I just want to say thank you so much for being here today on a Wednesday at three in the afternoon. I'm sure um, you are typically usually busy. So thank you for fitting us in your schedule. Um, It was awesome hanging out with you today and kind of just getting to pick your brain and learn about everything that you're. um, involved in and everything like that so thank you so much thanks for having me you guys are awesome I mean the world to me so I wouldn't miss this for anything thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right um well that was the second episode of startup CLU radio I hope you are having an amazing day and tell everyone that you love that you love them um and yeah just have an amazing day and um don't forget to tune in next week we're going to be back here again with another episode of startup CLU radio